everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. For those of you who are new to the podcast, my name is Katie Zaccardi. I am your host, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us. And for those of you who are not new, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Today, my guest is Teresa Croft. Teresa is a performing artist and holistic health guru based in LA. And we have such a cool conversation today. So you'll hear me say towards the beginning that we're going to talk about performance anxiety. And we do. But we also dive really deep into the mindset and the holistic aspect of preparing for performances and just being a performer in general. Teresa is so knowledgeable. She started really young in the performing arts industry and you know she has such a passion for singing, acting, and dancing, but it's also complemented so nicely with her passion for fitness and holistic health. So she shares her knowledge, she shares that passion with us today, and like I said, we talk a lot about not only the holistic health aspect of it and some things that you can do to take care of your body and take care of your voice, but also the mindset work that comes behind it. Now, if you follow me on social media or have listened to this podcast before, you know that I love talking about mindset. And I think it's such an important part of us actually succeeding in what we want to do and actually taking care of ourselves and and our bodies, our mental health and our physical health. So we talk a lot about that today and I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll let you listen for yourself, but I think that you will have some major takeaways from this episode. So if you do, let me know on Instagram. Head to the Out To Be podcast. That's at Out To Be podcast on Instagram. And send me a screenshot of you listening to the podcast with your biggest takeaway. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. So definitely tag me and tag the podcast. It's my favorite part hearing what you guys love from these episodes and what you've learned. And then definitely share it with Teresa too. Her Instagram is at Teresa Croft underscore. So let us know what you think. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And that's all I got for you. So here is my episode with Teresa. Hi, Teresa, and welcome to the Out To Be podcast. Hello. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) So happy to have you today. We're going to talk all about tools that we can use to cope with anxiety. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Right. So I grew up in the Midwest and at a very young age, about when I was 11 years old, I decided, you know, I just know, I don't like, I always started songwriting. Mm -hmm. So I would write, you know, early in the morning and write when my mom saw it was kind of more than just a little hobby. (laughs) Um, She quickly realized that it was something I actually wanted to pursue. So we found um, a lady who had her own little, like, in-home studio in Michigan, because it was very rare to find that there. <laughs> and I started just writing songs with this lady and she would produce things with her MIDI tracks and with her, she was a pianist. So we would put down together songs and it just became this whole thing at such a young age. And I just was very passionate about it. I have a, my own Fender guitar and I was just playing and learning stuff. And then um, I kind of grew into theater. Um, I started you know, attending young arts, like theater camps and doing all that was performance aspects. And- okay, tell us what shows you did because we have to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first show I was in was called The Restless Quest at the Grand Rapids Civic Theater. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Um, but I also did like Pandora's Box and um, Dear Edwina music 
Music Man. The Music Man was like my main thing in high school. I mean, no, middle school. I was like the train salesman. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, and we did Anything Goes. We did, um, other one. Uh, oh, Seussical, the musical. Uh, then, I love Seussical. Seussical yes, is a very underrated musical. Yes, I love that show. Um, and we also did, oh my gosh, we did one called Back to the 80s when I was in high school. Literally, no one knows much about the show, but it's literally the best show ever. It has all <laughs> the music in it. <laughs> um, and there's so much fun dancing. And I just love doing that show. Um, but then, so I started, well, I started dancing actually when I was three. So I kind of was just immersed into the performance world as a young child and quickly, you know, like would always put on little shows and movies for my dad to film me. I would invite the neighbor kids over and I'd make them like learn their lines and like we'd do plays. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of this whole ordeal of like singing, acting, dancing. And then I did get into modeling and started doing all that to like as a way in. Um, and so when I was 16, though, I attended a huge convention in New York City, actually, and um, that was mainly primarily acting and singing. So we had like singing competitions, we had acting competitions, and co well, contests. It was, well, I don't even know. They make it a competition or something just for the event, but mainly it was like so you could secure representation. And I had never been to New York, first of all, so that was a huge step for me. Um, myself and my mom, we went when I was 16 and I kind of, it was a really big learning process for me. I started just kind of learning more about the industry and became just so fascinated and trying to like learn the trends of the industry. And I started subscribing to music, you know, sites and casting sites and just reading a bunch from people who were professionals in the industry. And so when I went to college, I, I got a scholarship to a school here in LA. And well, I wasn't always a planning to go to LA. I started in Chicago. I was going to be a double major of theater and talent management. So yeah, I- in Chicago. Yeah, it was going to be at Columbia College in Chicago. Cool. Yeah, so it was a huge art school. It was it was great, um, and it was close to home, so that was nice. But like after that first year, I was like, you know, I'm leaning more towards my theater side. I why am I even trying to pursue a talent management career right now? I mean, in the future, perhaps um, I can definitely see myself doing that. But I was just like, why am I trying to avoid this like passion that I am living? So I I quickly. Um, I got a scholarship to a school in here in LA and I studied um, musical theater and it was basically my major or my um, degree is in performing arts musical theater. And so that was everything from dancing act and you were busy from like seven to 11 if you were in a show that semester. And um, upon graduation, I quickly got um, representation and um, took more classes and went on so many auditions and worked and I've worked in many commercials, film projects. Um, and also while at the same time doing all this acting stuff, I am always keeping up with my dance. I'm primarily a tap dancer. I know. I feel like tap dancing has been totally phased out. It's yeah. in my opinion, it's such a cool form of dance. It is. It really is. And it's cool that like, it's coming back up again, especially with, um, the syncopated ladies and, um, Chloe Arnold and all the, they're doing a huge movement. Um, here in LA it's a small community but yeah so anyways I it, you know during school too I was always in like songwriting classes and um, I've attended like the ASCAP convention here that happens in LA um, and 
music has always just been like my number one thing I think that I connect to most just because, you know, music is involved with everything. You know, it's in movies, it's in, it's for dance. You need music sometimes to dance. You need um, music, music heals. I think music is a huge um, part in therapy and it's something that anyone can really, the whole world can connect to. Yeah. And so I kind of, with all of that, like especially in school, I couldn't really, you know, focus on, oh, I need to get an EP out right now. You know what I mean? So after I graduated, I just started making singles and I'm still constantly, as we speak, like I'm in the process of creating um, an EP at the moment and just working with different producers, meeting different people and um, trying to perform at different open mics. Uh, I used to perform at this cute little cafe, but it closed here in LA, I'm so mad. So I'm trying to <laughs> find another spot, but um, I attend a lot of open mics and just sing a song, you know, here and there when I have time. And I love supporting other artists. Uh, I was a member of the Mu Women in Music um, group, which you are as well, I'm assuming. <laughs> We like a lot. I am, yeah, that's how we connected. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, met some girls here in LA from the Women in Music, and they have little events here and there that I try to go to. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, I, I live each day just trying to storytell and um, live art. <laughs> that's amazing. So, how early did you begin to struggle with anxiety when you were performing or auditioning, and did it get? Did it start bad or did it just get worse as it went on? Tell us your story and your journey with anxiety. I think anyone who's an artist in the first place or someone who puts themselves in this such a vulnerable position deals with anxiety one time or another. I mean, if you don't, you're incredibly lucky and you're incredibly gifted for that. Um, I definitely think it's something that I will probably always touch on when I'm, when I have something to do, when I have a performance to do, when I am going on a huge, big, important audition, when, especially in school, um, when it was about getting a grade, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. I put a lot, I know I put a lot of pressure on myself about, oh, I need to get this note right. Or like, oh my gosh, am I going to do this, this, this? And, um, I think it got, a little worse probably outside of school honestly just because in school it's like yeah it's a great it's whatever you're there to learn you're there to fail but in the real world it's like this is a if I'm getting a job or not getting a job or this is if I'm getting a gig or not getting a gig mm -hmm. so I think when I put more pressure on myself when it's like a, a bigger gig or a bigger opportunity in front of somebody who I know what they've done and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm gonna be in the same room as this person I think that's when it stirs up more, but lately I've been using a lot of different ways, which we're going to talk about to cope with it is that there's no need to really put pressure on yourself because you sometimes are the one creating all of the anxiety, you know, all the nervousness does come from you and it stems from something in our minds that can either help us go forward or it can take us back. And so I think learning to deal with it is very important and um, I think no matter what, it's always, you're always going to have that nervousness because you want, everyone wants to do well. Everyone wants to go forward, you know? Absolutely. Now, before we get into the kind of healthy rituals we can practice to overcome stage fright or performance anxiety, I know you mentioned that you had, before you figured these out, we were doing some kind of unhealthy rituals to deal with it. So <laughs> why don't you tell yeah. us, like, what were you doing before you figured out the good ways to cope with it? Right. So I used to have this whole mentality of like, we'll take acting, for example, that, those are the auditions that I really 
get all in my head about or used to anyways um I used to have this whole mentality and well with this singing too it was always about the words Mm -hmm. I was like okay if I go up on the lyrics if I go up on the line it's over (laughs) like I always put ingrained in my thoughts that like oh my gosh I need to memorize this so I would basically um waste not waste but like it kind of was wasting, you know, like five nights in a row of just constantly doing different tactics of memorizing all this stuff. And instead of actually becoming the character, becoming um, the feeling of what the song was about, instead of thinking of all that, I could have spent that time doing that preparation rather than obsessing over the lines. And I would, you know, go to the gym at the crack of dawn and go on the treadmill and run and look at my lines and um, only consume certain um, fuel and liquids to help me get through this or like (laughs) this kind of like on and off struggle of okay am I am I gonna be if I don't do this step I'm not gonna be successful but then it was coming to a point where it's like okay I would do the audition and I made it this whole thing that it wasn't even you know I made it this whole thing of that it was gonna be so intense and so structured and, or this gig was going to have so many people and I was going to, I needed to be on it. And it was like, fine. Like I could have literally just woke, slept in, (laughs) put on some makeup and went to the place. (laughs) Um, So I would kind of leave, if, if I went to an audition, for example, I would leave feeling like, oh, like angry kind of like not angry at like, that I went to the audition, just angry at myself for like, oh, you could have felt more better. Like you could have, um, you just put like kind of your health at risk for this. You know what I mean? Which yeah, exactly. Have to be about that, you know? Yeah. So I used to kind of do all that weird stuff of um, like ritual esque type of things that I thought in my mind were going to lead to success, which actually was kind of the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you end up changing your mentality around this to break that cycle? Mm -hmm. Well, I I started after school. I attended, um, well, I met like this really great acting coach. She was kind of a performance coach and it was, their studio revolves around the idea of living the life instead of becoming somebody or something. And the moment I learned to let go of memorization and doing things on cue and hitting this melody and hitting that and blah, blah, blah. I kind of just, I was like, you know what? Relax. It's like, I kind of took the pressure off. That's what it was. I took the pressure off of, oh, I need to, instead of I get to, you know, I get to go do this instead of I need to get this job or like, I need to book this venue. I need to impressed so-and-so and it was just kind of now I have like more of a happy feeling like I kind of am like I'm so lucky I'm going to this audition right now or like I got chosen to maybe sing at this event I don't know of course there's always going to be I think that importance behind it like you obviously need to prepare you obviously need to um plan out you know your structure your day so you can do it but it doesn't have to be this whole stressful ordeal or like, you know, I think stress is the whole thing. It's, and, and we kind of create that ourselves. So once I stopped creating that and putting that on myself, it kind of helped if there was a stressful situation that happened at the audition or happened before or after, I could then have more energy to deal with that rather than like all this stuff inside me and then plus that, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's so interesting you say that too, because in general, lately especially, I've been finding that if if we or anyone has an energy of like, I need this as opposed to like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna rock this audition or just like, I'm so lucky to be doing this. But if you have the energy of, I need this, like you probably won't get it because everyone's going to know that you're so desperate. (laughs) Everyone's going to feel (laughs) that you're uncomfortable and that you're super desperate and that you like really just are kind of like, there's like a frantic energy almost around that as opposed to like an energy of peace and people will feel that and vibe off of it and like more oftentimes than not I don't know if you did find this in terms of like once you changed your your mindset did like the bookings change as well like did you find yourself getting booked for more or better parts once you changed that mindset yeah once I kind of relaxed a little and just kind of like I used to always be like okay I should wear this shirt because like it it shows off my eyes or I don't know, one of those stupid situations, like stupid things. But once I kind of just like, you know what, I'm going to wear what I would wear if I was this girl, like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And the more chill I was, like the more relaxed I felt and the more I could see like relaxed they were. And it was just kind of this whole, like if, and it was just about more having a conversation with them in the room. I used to be all like, okay, I have to do this. All right. Bye. Like, you know, now it's like, Making the connection, I think, is very important, too. And I found that letting go of whatever I had going on inside me kind of allowed myself to open up more and be more free. And if they didn't like it, so what? Like, I at least did what I felt was was right, you know? Absolutely. And I think for, for those listening who maybe aren't going on auditions specifically, but are more just... Uh, listening to this and looking for tips for like being on stage performing at their own gigs, it, it totally applies as well. Like if you get on stage and you feel like I have to impress the audience, I have to get every word right, I have to get every note right, the audience is going to feel as stressed out as you are. Mm-hmm. But if you go on and you're just like, we're all here to create or listen to great music and like have a good time, then they'll vibe off of that. And it doesn't matter if you mess up, like nobody's going to care. Right. And if you think about it too, um, when I did used to, I used to have like little sets I would do when I had a set scheduled or something, I always had to think about like, okay, the audience knows your performance in particular. They're there for you. You already won basically. It's yeah. just, yeah. So it's not People like they come oh, no, to see you here. fail. Yeah. Yeah. Not, they, they, like, they're not coming to be like, Oh, we're going to go watch this person. We're there. Cause I want to watch you. you know? Um, so I think that aspect is there. And sometimes even if you are singing like at a venue, a lot of times there is like, it's a social gathering. Sometimes you're just in the background singing. I mean, when I'm in those situations, I'm not like, Oh my gosh, this girl just messed up on a word. I know that song. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it's sometimes we just put things in our heads and, and it ruins us. <laughs> so. so what techniques or practices now do you use that other people might be able to learn from to cope with stage fright and performance anxiety? Mm-hmm. So on a day, I'll start from like, if I have a day that I know I'm performing at night, um, I kind of like to start off my day with physical movement. I'm a huge health nut, huge health advocate. 
I believe, especially as singers, a lot of singers who are listening to this or anyone really who uses their voice or uses their body as their job, as their career. Um, I think definitely starting your day off with movement, as, you know, even if it's just like a walk like down the road or doing a yoga class or a boot camp class or dance class, whatever you can get to get your heart rate going, get your joints moving. I think that is so important. And starting your day off with that and just a bunch of water. I think that is like golden. <laughs> um, and I also, I recently, about a year ago, got really involved with meditation. And I used to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not wasting 45 minutes or a half hour, or even 10 minutes. I'm not going to waste sitting down on a pillow and thinking or whatever. But I recently I came across, well, I happened to walk into a meditation studio in New York actually called Mindful, M-N-D-F-U-L, I think. So if you're in New York, I would definitely recommend that. But there's also a bunch here in LA. Um, one in particular I like here in LA is called Unplug Meditation. Um, but it's basically the idea of like a guided meditation, which I think is so important because when I just do it myself and try to do it, I sometimes like my thoughts wander, but when I'm guided and there's even apps for this as well, if you just want to, you know, look on your smartphone and download a meditation app, I think just really like grounding yourself and being focused and thinking about your breath that really can just help clear your mind. And, and, and I don't know, it's, there's so many benefits to like sound baths and meditation that you can do and self-talk as well. So I think that is something to do. <laughs> so are you meditating daily or do you primarily just do it on the days where you have an audition or something to prepare for? Um, I'm doing it now, I would say every other day. If, I, if I'm going to be consistent about it, I would love to do it every day, but sometimes, you know, I don't pressure myself to like do it every day. <laughs> um, but I would, I mean, I do at least take at least 10 minutes in the morning to just, you know, collect myself, wake up, thank, thank God that I'm awake. Thank, thankfully I woke up. I can breathe. I can see, I can talk. Um, and I think it's just like that gratitude when you carry yourself with that first thing in the morning, I think everything else that happens throughout the day is just a little easier to cope with. And another thing I really have been practicing a lot before I go on stage or before I have a huge audition or something um, is this technique called box breathing. And it's basically you inhale for four counts, hold it for four counts, exhale for four counts, and hold it for four counts. So it's kind of just envisioning a box. <laughs> mm. And that kind of slows your heart rate down, that um, just, it allows like your diaphragm to relax. And I think that is so important and has really helped me, um, in a lot of ways. And I think just even stretching as well, letting your head hang in a forward fold, if you're familiar with yoga. Um, I think that really, really can help. Yeah. So why do you think that physical movement in addition to meditation and breathing is so important for reducing stress and anxiety? Yeah. So I think if you do have, so let's say you have like this huge, big, I like to use visuals. So if you have a huge ball of anxiety, like in your stomach or in your chest or something, sometimes it does take, you know, some running or walking or moving yoga to like help your body move through that, to help to breathe and really, um, untangle that huge knot, you know, that you have inside yourself. And it kind of like moving. So like, for example, if you're like in a boot camp class and you have this thing on your mind or something going on and the instructor is like yelling, like, all right, do this. Well, you can't even 
have time to think about what is going on in your body, like your mind. If the guy's like yelling, do this, you're like, oh, I have to do this. And um, it's just, I think also opening up the lungs, especially as singers mm. and um, vocalists and performers who use their voice. Um, it really opens and warms your voice a little, you know, before you do your vocal warm-ups, it kind of just opens the lungs, opens the gateway to help you be more successful. Yeah. So natural remedies, I'm so holistic. I believe that you can heal and use a lot of natural remedies instead of turning to these higher company products. Um, I really love diffusers. If you happen to be in like Bed Bath & Beyond, there's a sale, like even a little mini diffuser can be really beneficial in your home. Um, you can use different essential oils. My favorite for stress and anxiety is lavender and this one called Ylang Ylang. It's kind of a weird, um, <laughs> it starts with like a Y. It's like Y-A-L-L-A-N-G or something. Um, but Ylang Ylang is known to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, help with digestive issues. It's this huge healer. And if you literally put some on your wrist, you can just drop it on. Even if just getting the oil, you can literally rub your wrist cover your face and smell like you're in that instantly. If you do a box breathing with that, you will be set to just relax a second, you know? Um, I also love eucalyptus. That is a very calming and soothing oil that can really help. And um, there are so many. I think the power of essential oils is magnificent. And um, I also think that if you are, if I ever feel anxious, I think just old fashioned like tea, like um, fennel leaf tea is amazing for your, it calms your stomach. It calms your voice. You know, you can put some, like, uh, if you need to sweeten it, you can, I don't really sweeten my teas, but, um, I don't know. I think that like, um, licorice root is another great tea to use that calms you chamomile, um, lemon balm tea. Um, and there are a lot of different, I guess, herbal supplements you can take as well nowadays that you can find online or at like Whole Foods if you live near one or a naturopathic grocery store. Um, yeah. And I also think that in general, I think what we put in our bodies also it obviously reflects how we feel and what we can do during the day. So I think being mindful in that sense is key as well. <laughs> yeah. How, how are you mindful in that way? Like particularly you mentioned supplements or just with food and diet or anything. Is there anything that you've learned works really well for just maintaining a healthy lifestyle as an active performer? Yeah. So I think for me personally, um, I think the power of fruits and vegetables is amazing. Like I think if you want to be living and you want to be alive, like you need to put living in a live foods in to yourself. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm kind of extreme. I love, I, I love, I'm a green juice girl. Um, <laughs> I love starting my days and mornings or before I have a big performance with a nice big green juice. Um, maybe having a little apple or pear or something involved <laughs> if I want it not too bitter. What goes um, in the green juice? Give us all the details. Okay. <laughs> I usually, well, what I love, my favorite juice is like cucumber, celery, a little ginger, pineapple, Swiss chard, and sometimes romaine lettuce, depending. But usually just spinach, like oh, any green, basically any green vegetable, sometimes some parsley. But I love putting pineapple in it. It's just this very soothing. Pineapple is very great for your voice. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
oddly enough, people say, oh, citrus fruits dry. I mean, you have to be careful with like grapefruit and oranges, mm -hmm. but pineapple juice, pure pineapple juice with like mint. Oh yeah. Pineapple and mint is so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that it really, it just soothes your voice. And I found that really helps me not only project well, but also just it kind of pineapple is very good for your digestive system. So it's kind of soothing in that sense. You kind of just feel like, ah, like I'm ready. And it, it, it perks you up too. A ginger definitely perks you up. Like um, beet, ginger, and apple is a great juice as well. Um, so yeah, I love starting my day off with like a, a energy, you know, like natural energy because that really sustains me and it works for me and everyone will be different they, sometimes people are like oh my gosh i need all the ca coffee caffeine blah, blah 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 but for me i just i can't i honestly i'm more of a tea person i'm not a coffee drinker um i will maybe if i'm desperate have <laughs> i'm not either yeah i don't drink coffee either i'm all tea <laughs> yeah i'm a matcha girl i love matcha um which matcha is matcha green tea powder so that has a lot of natural caffeine and if you do need a little extra boost there. But I really think um, having light fruits and vegetables um, throughout the day can, and no dairy, but obviously a lot of people know that. Um, For people who don't know that, can you explain why? Oh, yeah. So dairy, I'm honest. Well, first of all, I've been vegan for about 10 years. Um, it just works for me and I have other diet issues, but I'm vegan. So um, I think people who are consuming more dairy I would just be careful because it can, can like create a lot of mucus in your throat and it is not really the greatest for you. You can do your own research on that, but I would just, you know, steer away. There's nowadays, there are so many different alternatives. You know, there's like oat milk, which is really good. There's yeah. almond milk, macadamia nut milk. There's like coconut milk. There's so many different yeah. options. And, and yeah. for those listening, we're not saying like also cut dairy out of your diet forever, right. ever, but it's more so like before the few days before you might have to perform or just have good I don't know like no mucus <laughs> good, right, right. good mental performance yes. I would suggest avoiding yeah because it does but, cause yeah, congestion feel free, like yeah live your life like after or other than like performing wise like live your life do what you want to do um but I'm just saying personally I in my experience I've had friends you know go off the train and I've observed what they felt <laughs> and it was not great. Um, another there, great, there's nothing worse with than being congested on a day that you have yeah. to sing or yeah. even, even talk, you know, acting like no, nothing worse. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if, and sometimes too, when you are feeling a little under the weather, um, one thing I love doing is just fresh ginger, lemon, and um a little bit of like agave or a sweetener or like even if you do consume honey like manuka honey um mixed in like hot warm water like that really soothes your vocals um just kind of like gives you like a nice warm sensation with a little energy because of the ginger um you can also if you want some spice add some cayenne pepper in there because we do all go through those you know winter Congestion. Yeah, that'll <laughs> open your respiratory system right yep. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, especially I love apple juice too. Like apple juice, um, just fresh apple juice with like ginger and lemon. That's a really great sinus clear as well. Um, and steaming your voice. So you can buy like a cheap little steamer, personal steamer at CVS, and just put like warm water and a Vicks pad in it, and just like breathe that in, like while you're eating breakfast or whatever, and that really 
opens everything up. <laughs> Amazing. This was so good. I love how we started off, you know, kind of just talking about like how to help with anxiety and mental health. And then we're able yeah. to talk way more about just like overall health and prep for mm. being on stage, getting on stage and making sure that your body really feels comfortable and healthy enough to perform at its best. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Teresa. Where can we connect with you? Yeah. So you can go to my website at www.teresacrofttalent.com. And that's Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-C-R-O-F-T, talent.com. I'm also on Instagram at my name, Teresa Croft underscore. I'm on Twitter as Teresa Croft 93. And I'm on SoundCloud as well, just my name, but I'm happy to connect with everybody and love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.